to Monday Morning Coffee, the motivating operation to start your week. Hi, I'm Christina Flores, a board-certified assistant behavior analyst. And I'm Natalie, a board-certified behavior analyst. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode nine. Woo! <laughs> this week, we're talking all about COVID, its challenges that it's had on us within our field, and how we're doing now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I know everybody is so tired of COVID, as we are too, but it's, I think it's a good topic to talk about since it's so relevant. I think it's also important because, just a kind of side note, telehealth has been around even <laughs> before this global pandemic, mm-hmm. but a lot of us only recently found out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we never used it. Yeah, and it's another it. resource that you can provide for individuals in other countries, those who don't have um, access to BCBAs in their town or things like that. Telehealth is something that that could be um, a solution for. Right. So. Yeah, I think we should bring it all the way back to March. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that seems like forever ago. But I know for everybody, probably when March hit around like the middle of March is when everything just went downhill um, and we went into super quarantine mode. Uh, just a side note, we live here in Miami. Um, so our quarantine experience may have been different from other people. But I know in March, like it was just, nope, everybody's got a quarantine, no more people in the house. Um, And it was scary. I didn't really know what was going to happen. You know, I I didn't know if I was going to have a job. I don't know how my clients were going to handle it, like just so much changes. But in terms of um, therapy, we did go straight to telehealth. Um, I had mostly telehealth and one um, in person because the parents okayed it. So because the parents were okay and they knew that I wasn't going anywhere because I, I mentioned to them that I only had one client and it was them. Um, they were okay with it. I was okay with it personally. And I know a lot of people weren't, um, but I had been with them for a long time. So there was a, a moment of trust kind of thing. Um, what about you? So for me, um, the, I work at a clinic. Um, so we did ha- I did have some in-home clients and in school. But uh, when this happened, we didn't shut down. Um, A lot of the clients came to the clinic and they kind of created two different schedules so that we can not have as many people present at Mm -hmm. the center at the same time. However, for some reason, um, the company that I worked at wanted the analysts not to come into the clinic and they would prefer that we did telehealth instead. Mm -hmm. Um, So same thing with um, the company I work for. Yeah. Yeah. So for like a month, I want to say maybe a little bit more, I didn't go into the clinic. Mm -hmm. I was at home. I had to get authorizations approved through Medicaid to provide telehealth. And I want to say that I had maybe five or six clients that weren't going to the clinic that opted to do telehealth instead. Mm -hmm. And I was probably doing maybe... 15 to 20 hours a week with that um and then maybe two months in the clinic started letting me go one day a week and then two days and now I'm currently going four days a week to the clinic um but yeah so not still not fully um full-time yeah you know? no. yeah I mean no. we had to wait obviously with like the country's guidelines our state guidelines the city's guidelines to go through there um but that transition to telehealth was so hard for me. I don't know about you, but when I was transitioning, because just we all know some clients just don't do well with telehealth. Um, the reason why I still had that one-to-one was because it was an early intervention child, very young. 
Um, so we wanted to make sure that this wasn't a time that that child would regress. That's why I had my just one one to one. Um, but it was it was hard. I remember calling Natalie like, I hate telehealth. I don't know if I'm effective. I'm trying my best. I'm only doing like 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. This client's not responding well to it. I feel terrible because now the parents have to come and be involved. And it was really difficult for me. I don't know. What about you? I mean, it was hard in the beginning. I was super motivated and I'm like, okay, let's do this. I felt for the parents who didn't feel safe sending them to the clinic, but Mm -hmm. then also didn't want them to stop services. Right. So I got home and I was calling parents and we were creating a schedule and we did, we shaped it. We didn't, obviously we weren't going to do 10, 15, 20 hour weeks. Right. And we were like, let's just start again, pairing process, pairing the computer with reinforcement and things like that. Um, but very quickly I started realizing that it was a lot of response effort, right? Because a lot of the materials that I had were kind of tangible things that I would take to the clinic and not on my computer. Mm-hmm. So I was working a lot to find resources and I would time ma- yes. so much. I was yes. maybe billing yeah. two or three, four hours a day. Right. And I was working eight hours on yeah. my computer, preparing things, emailing things to parents so they can print, they can have access it to tiring. it. It was exhausting. I'm not going to lie. Like my eyes would get so strained from yeah. being on the computer all I day. I needed a know? lot of self-care because it was it was a lot. Um, but I think it goes to show, and like you said, kind of building that partnership with the parent and not forcing anything. If you realize that it, they're not a good fit for it, starting off very slow. Like mm-hmm. maybe you need to have the parent, hey, let's work on sitting at the table in front of the computer, watching a preferred video. Mm-hmm saying hi to the lead analyst or whoever is conducting session and then saying goodbye, like starting off like that and then meeting the parent where they're at. That is super important. So when I had parent trainings before we moved into telehealth, I asked them what their priority was because it's going to look a lot different than when you're in a clinical setting with a therapist. Now the parent is the therapist. So we're working on prompting, right? We're working on tacting. That might not be the priority for the parent. And now mm-hmm. that they're at home for X amount of time, you're going to meet them where they are. If it's living skills, if it's following instructions from the parent, mm-hmm. that's what my sessions look like. Right. Yeah. I definitely had to just like think of same priorities and just really like take a step back and be like, what's going to be the most effective thing for this client in this time and what we're doing. So looking back, I wish I didn't have such a big tantrum, I guess. <laughs> I was just being and then it made me think like, wow, okay, I just had this huge change in my life. And I'm having this big tantrum. Like now I'm kind of, I guess, empathize with my clients when they just have a little change. Because I love going into the home. I love playing with the kids. I love being there. And and I guess to me, I was like, I just felt broken that I wasn't being as I wasn't being an effective therapist. And it really kind of got to me. But luckily, I mean, I reached out, I called you and you were like, hey, you could try this, you could try that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because not only were you telling me things, but I had to realize too, like everybody's just trying to make it. Everybody's trying to do other things. So I'm glad you brought that up because I also tried that where I just sat down with the parents and I'm like, what's your priority? Like, what would be the best thing for them? So maybe we could use this to our advantage, right? We're going to be home for, we don't know how long at that time. We could do a lot of daily living skills. We could teach them how to put the dishes away. We could teach them how to start a little laundry, separate clothes for collars, whites, whatever. Um, so I think it was really good in that sense that like in the field, we weren't, okay, we need to work on intraverbals. We need to work on tacting. It's like, no, now let's work on daily living skills. Yeah. Let's work on like really functional 
programs here, you know, trying to get them away, obviously, from the computer when they wouldn't have to be on it because then they transition to school. So that was a whole other thing. Um, And I'm glad I got over it, really, and I put my tantrum behavior on extinction. Um, So the next thing maybe we should talk about or that I wanted to ask you was how... How do you feel like moving forward now that we are going back into the clinic a little bit? What are you going to Are you still going to use telehealth in the future? Like how would you use this time to your advantage from what you've learned? Yeah. So I think it's a great resource again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that people say that there's certain candidates that it's great fits for, but I think I want to do more research and see how we can identify that. Or maybe if we just need to start off with very small goals as opposed to just ruling somebody out from getting a service exactly um right now i have very few telehealth um and again i work with medicaid so they put out notices that they are not doing telehealth anymore and then they extend it and then they stop it so it's been very back and forth um but i have been doing it still even if it's parent trainings once a week i had a parent that i was doing telehealth once a week they would record the client we would break it down i would go over concepts with them parents were taking data like Honestly, it's been really great in empowering yeah. parents and putting the control on them right. and watching their growth, like yes. hearing their feedback and hearing them talk, using terminology, yes. applying things and hearing the progress for both the client and the parent honestly has been amazing and kind of reinforced the fact that moving forward, I wouldn't be as opposed to doing telehealth. Yeah, it taught me a lot, definitely with parent training, because like you said, then they were so much more involved because it was based on them. So a lot of their child success was going to be based on if they tried or you wanted to continue. So for me, I think too, like, again, after I got over my tantrum, I thought about, I was like, wow, this is a really good time for me to use these things as positive. So when I was doing all that prep work, like I actually found a lot more resources on Pinterest or Google or whatever, where, for example, like Google Slides that I use or Boom Cards, like I'm going to use Boom Cards now in my session and they could just do it on the iPad. So maybe I could use like iPad time for Boom Cards and they're learning at the same time, you know? So I think it did teach us a lot in the ABA field about how we need to move forward with parent training with being around children using different resources and adapt with the times technology is booming right so mm-hmm. i think for me yeah going back to boom cards there's a lot of resources also my favorite quote make therapy fun again right telehealth was a huge proponent of that because yeah. you're behind the computer and i'm like okay let's work on two-step instructions but yes. at the same time i'm like all right let's find two things one that's round and red so now right. we're working on features we're working on labeling common items right describing items there was so much that you could do that i was like wow yeah why are we only why are people only using that's index a good cards? Point. you know mm-hmm. like that what i learned through that we could use this all the time right so i mean that was super great i think back of like when i first started just some funny stories that um i don't know if you guys did this too but i know we used our pets oh like to help with reinforcement all of my clients know <laughs> callie's name where's callie boy and i'm like oh you want to see callie okay yeah <laughs> good I mean, motivation right i've been uh i remember just being in my room and like trying to be super energetic like you want to do go noodle you want to watch youtube you want to do this like oh no and then my dog one day was sleeping in my room because he just always needs to be with me i'm like hey you want to see my dog and they're like yeah i want to see your dog so i just said okay first we're gonna do this then you get to see diesel okay and diesel lo and behold i had to get him like every single time and they would remember his name 
And if he, it was so funny, if he would bark super loud, they'd be like, Shh, Diesel, we're listening to a story right Aww. now, like on YouTube. So it was funny. I mean, I think it's also a great time because we had to be super creative. I think just being an ABA therapist or a behavior analyst, you have to always think outside of the box. It can't be so concrete sometimes. So I really feel like this uh, helped us in the field a lot. This year was definitely big in terms of growth, adapting to change and thinking outside of the box but also putting ourselves in our client's shoes. And I think for me, I always say it, putting ourselves in their situation, like you said, any little change. And we all, my mental health went (laughs) down the drain during this time. So again, it was just putting yourself in their shoes and and seeing what they go through daily. Yeah, shout um, out to our clients, man. I mean, they have really, really adapted. And I have gotten so many good surprises where you know a kid that may not even want to wear anything on their face is wearing a mask fine to go to the store um you know they're learning how to wash their hands more they're learning cleanliness they're learning to blow their nose or to cough in their elbow you know and they're highly aware of what's going on you know at first I had some parents are like oh I don't really want to scare them but now obviously it's apparent you know coronavirus is here until it goes away but um I'm super proud of our clients in the field and the parents in the field. I think that they did just amazing job in their situations. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. So if you want to follow us on Instagram at onward behavior and leave a comment as to how COVID has affected either your jobs. If you have any success stories with clients or anything you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to listen in for next week. Until next time, keep moving onward and pay it forward.